going on, people? And welcome to the Send News Podcast. Join us as we take a deep dive into three articles that we found interesting in the news this week. And just give you guys a quick reminder of how the show works. Three of us have prepared a news article, but the catch is we haven't told anyone what the article is about. So not the headline, not the topic, and not even the journalist. So... <laughs> Are we going to keep rolling? <laughs> Should we keep rolling? Yeah, keep rolling. Keep so, rolling. Keep rolling. <laughs> Harshim has just written on the chat that I sound tired. So apologies, guys. I just got my vaccine today if I'm sounding a bit um, lethargic. Um, but yeah, so none of us know what the article is going to be about. So join us as you'll be reacting at the exact same time as we are. And on the show today, we've got Timmy. Big game coming 2023. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we've got Tabby. Reporting live from the gutter. We've got Ash. Now, nah, if you listen to this here, call me. I've got something cooking. Let's talk. What is that? Curry? <laughs> you got a, you got a curry cooking for him, mate. <laughs> I've got some biryani on the stove. <laughs> um, myself, Hassan. Um, shit, man. Go, <laughs> go on, son. I don't, I don't know I what you're to 24 say, and still living this... with your mum and dad. I'm, I'm 24 and still living with my parents and my grandma and my sister. <laughs> I've said that already. This is a very weird start to the podcast, but um, <laughs> just in case the listeners have forgotten. Yeah, exactly. So, Hash, um, let the listeners know you've just come back from a, a quick 5K. How's that been? Yeah, just a quick one. I basically put on a whole stone <laughs> since months, since lockdown oh, began last year. You actually put on a stone? A whole stone. A little um, bit less. How can you share that information so freely? <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. We're all family here. The, the whole guys, of the podcast family. You guys um, using stones, man. You've lost me, man. How many kilograms is that? I think like 76. <laughs> what? Wait, you are, what? I think. <laughs> He said how much kg is a story? <laughs> oh, well, I'm, well, I'm 12 stones and I'm 76 kg. So, I mean, whoever's good I'm at maths. I'm 76 kg from the start of lockdown, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> That's one yeah. mad diet, man. Uh, um, I got to find the math now. Stone to kg. I'm a, are you, I'm are you, um, I think it's like a... 6.3 kg yeah, per stone. Yeah, 6.3 kg per star. Ah, 6 kg over lockdown. I don't yeah, think man. that's that bad. I I don't think that's that bad, you know, Hush. Mm, it's not bad. great. It's not great. I mean, and it's not it's not reflecting well on the running. I've added up I've added four minutes to my to my running time for five Ks. So. <laughs> so you can work out like how many kg like per, per kg per minute. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, I'm not gonna embarrass myself and do the math because I can't think right now. <laughs> but, no, but, how was I say? Word on the, no hash. Word on the street is that <laughs> your previous time was a lot of pauses on that Strava app. No, who, who's, oh, why is Mushroom based? The Ross, the Ross Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Word on the road is that time was a bit higgy. Uh, <laughs> we have eyewitnesses who saw you sprinting up and down the street, pausing your phone as you win. <laughs> nah, but do you know what's actually quite? Do you know what's funny though? On that, you know, do you man know about vitality and and their point structure? Yeah, if you got if you been, get but... if you got vitality health insurance, you can get a free Apple Watch if you do a certain amount of exercise, like a month. Um, but to get these points, I think you need to at least do like thirty minutes exercise. My my five k was done in like twenty five minutes. So for five minutes, I just had to walk up and down my street. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like my neighbors are thinking about what is wrong with this guy right now. But I need to try and accumulate his points in it. I bet they started calling him. Please, <laughs> yeah. Use this geezer outside. What do you, you say to me? I thought you already had an Apple Watch. I have it. 
because of this Vitality Health Insurance thing. But yeah. I pay a monthly oh. subscription almost. And depending on how many points I gain, depends on how much I pay versus how much Vitality will pay for me. Mm-mm. Right now I'm paying for the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do, bro. These insurance companies prey on people Trust. like you. Trust their me. money. <laughs> it's, it's true because every month you're like, well, it's only nine pounds for the month. Yeah. And then at the end of the 36 months, you've paid <laughs> you've basically 300 paid and something. Pounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've paid the normal price for an Apple Watch. So everyone stay woke. Yeah, <laughs> Don't fall for Vitality's tricks. Tabby, or or just go for runs. Tabby, Timmy, are you not exercising? Are you not keeping um, fit? Yeah, you know what? I tried to do running in lockdown, but I'm not really a, a running person, you know. I don't think it's... It, it gets so boring. I don't know how people do it. Like, I'll run for a bit and then it's played a few songs and I'm just like, the song's going so slow. I, I can't really stop and then. skip. And now, like, <laughs> yeah. really skip. Nah. What are you playing? You play like slow jams? It's up-tempo music, but I'm just like, uh, like I'm running and I, I don't, like, my, my thoughts just start to get a bit like... A bit lost, and then I'm just like this is a bit dead. So well, that's now, but I prefer no, but I prefer sort of like an active exercise where like you almost don't even realize you're exercising. I'm very aware I'm running, and then it's just yeah. so boring. Yeah, I feel the same way. I've I've never enjoyed running unless it was in like football or like any other sport. Like just running for the sake of running. For me, I just don't see the appeal at all. I know like people talk about like runners high, and I remember when when everyone was in the 5k challenge at the start of lockdown. I remember doing like that yeah. and I think I hit for like for like a good five minutes I hit that runner's high and I'm like man like I fully understand what like why people do this then I never ran again <laughs> I was like I, I don't <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to put myself through all of that for five minutes of high bro I could take if an I edible could take an edible and get two hours of high for, for less of the, <laughs> the stress <laughs> bro do you want to keep that in this recording <laughs> that's what I'm saying wait hang on <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Uh, you know them CBD there, it's like good for health. But yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, one yeah. but you know what? I'd I um I tried to do like skipping as well in my garden, man. And I'm just terrible at that. So I had to yeah. quit, bro. It was hitting me every like one second. It was hitting me. <laughs> I bear hurts when it hits you, isn't it? Yeah, I was yeah. like, my neighbors could see me, bro. This is embarrassing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I love this. I love skipping and I do it like because I don't like I don't like to run, so I'll be skipping a lot. But sometimes, like, I almost have to check myself because, like, I get proper into it and, like, wanted to do, like, all these little tricks, like, <laughs> one hop and, like, do the moves with, like, the double skips. But then I, like, I'll fuck up a sequence and then I'll just, I'll just, I'm in my garden and I'll forget and I'll just shout, fuck! And it's just, like, <laughs> I get, I get bare pissed off when I'm, like, doing a manoeuvre and I, and I, and I, like, mess it up. And, like, yeah, one time, like, some neighbor's dog was outside and obviously and I started, like, getting bare pissed off at myself. And then the dog just started barking. And then it was just putting me off my rhythm. It was just like, because it was barking over the music. I couldn't keep to my time and rhythm was so important. It just all went downhill. I was running inside. Can... Sounds like you're just making excuses for being shit skipping. The dog was barking, some... which is putting you nah, off nah, your nah, skipping. Honestly, I've got some time lapses. I'll put some time lapses on Instagram. And, like, I, really, I bet, I really I bet you started... Yeah, let's actually see that. I, I bet, bet you started... I see what it's like. I bet you started arguing with the dog as well. I bet you just got so <laughs> pissed off and I shouted at the dog. He just left out a bit where he harassed the dog. Yeah. 
But I remember when um when I when I did like karate, I did um I did like MMA training as well, and um so f- for that like it's heavy cardio. So like as part of the circus, you'd have to do skipping, but because you're doing MMA, you're doing it barefoot. So I used to skip barefoot, and the way the rope would just like like catch the end of your toe, that for me oh. was. Bro, that's that is so painful. That's a myth. Yeah, that's yeah. a myth. I'd hate to do that. Yeah, in the cold winter as well. Like it's been, it's been pretty cold. I feel like skipping's a good summer one, at least for me. I do it in the garden, but when it's too cold outside, man, and then it hits your toes, it's just peak. Yeah, can, I, can I actually ask though? Um, running in this in summer or like spring when it's nice weather, it is pain. You guys admit that. Yeah, yeah. but I'd rather be on a football pitch and doing it than... Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, yeah, I can understand is, the appeal. I can understand the appeal doing it. Yeah, and yeah, how hot as well. How hot is, like, worst mistake I ever did was like go running in like the dead of August heat on summer holiday. And like, I was, my mum lives in a village, so it was like out in like the farm fields. So there was like, at no point in the run was there any like tree cover. The sun was like top of the sky. And I got back and I was just like, this is this is so stupid. Like, I'm never doing this again. It was like 27 degrees. <laughs> Why do I go for a run in this temperature? I hated it. Look at this baby, bro. I used to fast. I used to fast <laughs> and play, like, football in that in that heat, bro. And I survived. You weren't really, you weren't really playing football, though, were you? Really <laughs> really well, I was on the sidelines cheering them on, all right? So that's what I saw. <laughs> playing off side trap, just standing next to the keeper. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys, let me dive straight into it have any of you guys been to a protest before i have i have not i don't um, want to talk about the one i've been to there wait i'll tell you the the funny the funny one about my one is that it was the remember when um people were protesting about um uh, university fees so i remember yeah, like, we, were in, we were well, i mean i was in like year 10 at the time or something like that and um like everyone in like in my year was like, oh, should we go? Should we go? While we were in school, and then there was like a mass exodus for students like running from one side of the playground to the other, and then like they booted down like one of the fences at the back of the school, and it's like <laughs> bare people just ran out, and they all like went off to the um to the protest, um, and then all the people that like left, they got like their lunches taken away for like two weeks, <laughs> so they had to like sit in a classroom during lunch. Um, but I remember like my friends saying, how like they went to that protest and they were getting like um kettled by the police. I think it's called. Is mm-hmm. it kettled or was it kettled? I think I, oh, I don't know the word actually. Let me search well, it, I know the tactic they, in it. Yeah. The tactic when they like try to push everyone into like a small area. Mm. Um so they, they kind of went through that. And um yeah, no, I didn't surprisingly I didn't I didn't go. Was a, just a good just, boy. Just pointing so myself. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I wonder how many of those people that ran out ended up going to university from that school. But... <laughs> wow. 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 Sorry. No, my that's my friends were there. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But real talk, did they? Did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they did. They did. Only two. Only two out of 4,000. It's just vibes. Just there for the vibes. But now, Hash, you said you went, you've been to a protest before, but you don't want to talk about it. No, nah, I'm joking. Just briefly... I, oh, okay. I'm a bit scared about Illuminati and that still, but I went to a, <laughs> Palestine, I went to a Palestine one. Free Palestine, isn't it? Oh, uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm scared of Illuminati. <laughs> 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 um, we just see Hash suddenly just get kidnapped you on camera. You see the MI5 <laughs> come through that window. <laughs> find me. Um, nah, yeah, I went to one in like, I think it was the, the Palestine one in 2014 for free like free Gaza or whatever 
Um, or whatever. That sounds Wait, so. What? That sounds what? so. so <laughs> I was like, what vibes, vibes cartel. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, no, it was a very very peaceful protest. It was a uh, very well organized. I just I just don't know if this stuff ever achieves anything. To be honest, I know that one didn't because I mean, look at the situation we're in right now. So um, okay, interesting that yeah. you said that actually. So you you're after having gone through that protest you feel like you were kind of it was kind of pointless yeah i'm, I'm an outcomes based guy man consequentialist you could say like mm. <laughs> look where we are like, yeah nowhere someone, we, we're someone, outside someone swallowed a dictionary today bro <laughs> <laughs> i'm still, I'm still in that corporate for the listeners for the listeners i'm a I'm a salesperson, so I mean I need to make cold calls every day. So I fix up my vocab for the day. So I guess also, I'm still in that zone. Ahmed's not on in it, so the big words can come out for one trust. <laughs> yeah, no one's holding us back. No one's holding us back. <laughs> I was gonna be what listen to this podcast, his head's gonna be like it's scrambled. <laughs> um, yeah, hash. So yeah. So in general, do you feel like okay, point but protesting's just a bit pointless? Not just <laughs> not just the issue that you're protesting but in general is that a feeling that you have yeah i, I wouldn't say it's for, i don't know if it's for every single one but i feel like generally that is my my view um i don't that was i don't go to them um mm. and i haven't been since that one okay fair enough did you like, what, hold, what? Up, hold up a sign when you were there and stuff or did you just like literally just like stand no i, mean, I didn't hold any signs but I, I did the chance you know like free free palestine Jeez, bars. If you... Yeah, yeah, did it in rhythm and everything. Right, <laughs> rhythm, yeah. I spat some low key bars as well. <laughs> <while I> was... <laughs> what was what was the demographic saying when you went there, Hash? Was it? Oh, it was. It, that's such a good point, Tavi, because that's something I I noticed immediately. Like, it was all Muslim. Like, I'm, I'm gonna say demographic is Muslim. How mm-hmm. like that's a bit of a weird thing to say, but you know, yeah, in terms yeah. of like mm-hmm. South Asian origin, you know, I'm gonna assume that they're Pakistani or. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of brown people. Sort of. Yeah, but no, also no I think, diversity. but also I think it was a a Shia organized thing, so it makes a lot of sense. Oh, like big, up was, <laughs> big up Shias. Big up Shias. So that okay. that's that's what makes sense. But like, a, a part of me felt like, what is this ever going to achieve? And only one specific like type of person is is doing this kind of protest. And mm-hmm. it's good to see that like things are changing. Like you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. It wasn't just a a black people's people thing, yeah. movement it was everyone getting involved but again i wonder what it achieved and you know like zaha you know uh, last week who was like he he said something about you know how he, st- he was the first player mm. to stand and he said it's just it's just a ritual now it doesn't mean anything everyone just does it because we're supposed to do it yeah um that that's i completely i completely agree with that like i feel like everyone that was doing these protests was was just doing because they felt like they should be doing it. It's almost like they felt like peer pressure in doing that. But what does it really achieve? Um, yeah, I mean, especially in football, like you still see how many like players are coming out a week, like showing their DMs from like random like accounts. It's absolutely slating them with like mad racial hatred. It's like you you do these actions, but like on the pitch, but like it's still not kind of helping the situation or anything yeah. yeah do you feel so timmy and hassan do you feel like j- protests are to hash's point so a bit pointless okay. is that a feeling you share or do you have different views on that i don't i don't think it's pointless i think there's a tipping point i think like up until a certain point um protests are a very good means of getting publicity 
you know, getting sharing light on an issue and ultimately like showing like um like consolidation in terms of coming together to support that and obviously getting people not like in a in a bad way, but almost like through like um just the the energy of a crowd to bring people together to promote an issue. And if you can continue to use that as a way to shine light on it, then it's a good mm. thing to do. However, I think it gets to a certain point where if you don't then if you're not then able to use the platform that you've gained from the protest, if you've not been able to use the awareness that you've driven from it into something actionable, then ultimately it could be like the reverse thing, which is why I think Harsh was coming from where it's almost like not protesting for protesting sake, but it just seems like we continue to do these recurring actions and nothing happens. So when you yeah. think about all the, when you think about all the great, like, you know, like civil rights and all the other things that moved forward with, with heavy protest, it was protest that brought the awareness and then you almost moved to the next stage and you used that exposure to create your action. And if that doesn't happen, or if like, like with the Premier League thing, the powers that be don't seem to make it much change, then you can begin to be like ritualistic, like he said, and it just goes on a, on a downward curve to me. Mm-hmm. Hashem, do you have a point? Because your, finger, your, finger, your finger's <laughs> been raised for about two minutes. <laughs> I wasn't sure if your screen was frozen or something. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, my point is, I think, I think Timmy made made it quite, he uh, outlined it quite well. I think protests do one thing that is raise awareness, which I don't think is enough. I think the second part is more important. And that is like the actions that come out of it. And honestly, this is a bit of a wild statement. I can imagine like people will be listening to this being like, this guy's a fucking idiot. But I think actually like no violent protests and, and stuff that cause like civil unrest they create more action because it hurts it hurts the people people with the power like it creates mm, yeah. some form of action or response right um so i'm not saying i condone civil like unrest and and violent protests but it achieves more yeah um, I'm, I'm glad you said that because that was kind of the point i wanted to touch on like yeah it, it uh, I like generally I do think like protests work. I think they 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 can work at times, like we've all said. Um, but sometimes violent protests just work a lot more. Not to say I'm condoning violent protests like in any way, shape, or form, because they do a lot of damage. Like the communities that like you see in America, like a lot of shops got trashed, like people's personal businesses. But the sad reality is, when you do have protests that escalate to that level, you do sometimes see more change than if it was like a peaceful one. Again, yeah. I'm not condoning what they're doing, but that's just the sad reality of it. You say, you say like peaceful protests like work, but like work in what respect? I'm saying they work in that they raise awareness, but that's a very limited amount of work. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, like, and I said, but I said before, like thinking as a consequentialist, mm-hmm. like looking at the outcome, it, I think raising awareness is not enough of an outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you guys have actually touched on what would have been my next point, actually. Um, briefly and that's to just highlight the what's been going on recently uh over the last week or so and and mainly yesterday as well actually um so what's happened is that uh the the government has passed this new law called the police i'm just getting the name up so i don't butcher it they are currently discussing putting new legislation through under the police crime sentencing and courts bill which is a big piece of legislation <clears throat> but in it 
within within that big piece of legislation there's some bits around protesting which have actually caused a bit of a a bit of a fuss amongst people this past week um and has led to protests up and down the country as a result so a bit about this bill and what it proposes to do and guess um, and guess who spearheaded it guess who spearheaded uh, Prash's, it. <laughs> hash's favorite politician <laughs> Pretty, pretty bloody <laughs> Patel again, man. What did I say? Strip her of all her citizenship, everything, man. She's, she's the way she's finessed herself into this position because people were saying how, like, a couple of years ago, did she get like fired from a job for like some yeah, I think illegal so. meetings with like people from Israel, something like that? And now <laughs> she's so. bloody leading these police sanction things, man. The UK has <laughs> gone to shit. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, free Corbin. <laughs> I miss you, my guy. <laughs> Let me just recap this bill for listeners um, and those that are not aware. So, what the bill in 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 relation to protest, what this bill proposes to do is that police will now be able to impose a start and a finish time to protests. They can set noise limits, and they can apply these rules to a demonstration of just one person. So you don't even have to be, what? so it could just be, yeah, it could just be me in town just wanting to make some noise. But it could be, you know, them like street preachers you see. Yeah, anything they just deem to be some sort of protest. Um, it, it, the, the, the real, I think, pay, bit that's got people kind of riled up is like, it leaves a lot open to interpretation this bill. And obviously we know that the police can always, uh, are not the best interpreters or they don't act in the fairest way at all times. So it, it's leaving a lot out there which could then just be unfairly used against certain groups certain demographics when they want to get together and protest certain issues um but so let me just uh, dive a bit deeper into some other bits of this bill so if you refuse to follow police directions you could be fined up to two thousand five hundred pounds so just imagine just one person just making a bit of noise or maybe didn't finish at that set time that it was agreed or the noise got a bit too loud getting a 2500 pound fine um and then i think one one of the big pieces as well this linking back to some of the blm stuff that we saw last year where statues were being desecrated they've included a measure that clarifies that damage to memorials could lead up to could lead to up to 10 years in prison wow 10 years 10 years in prison which is longer than some offences I won't go into into too much detail on them it's longer than some offences that you would absolutely be absolutely shocked about so I think the likes of um some forms of rape that that would actually lead to a longer sentence just simply desecrating a statue than if you were to commit acts of rape which is nuts isn't it I think that's that's a bit um it seems to me like a bit of a a bit of a weird law to pass like i understand where it's coming from but i feel like it's not it's, it's turning not the UK a big issue at all is it i wouldn't have the, thought it's a big issue like that yeah and it's, it's turning the uk into like a police state like the fact that the police are just like constantly getting like more and more powers over like our civil liberties yeah i mean this is this again sets like a a precedent for like cool like what can they then introduce in the future mm-hmm yeah absolutely and with like the statues one the one that, that comes to mind straight away is that edward colston whatever his yeah. name is in in bristol, bristol. City. yeah, yeah. Bristol, bristol. Yeah. um 
I don't think anything else really comes to mind personally, but that Edward Colston one, I wouldn't have thought that was such a deep thing that we need to introduce this new bill and give them 10 years for doing anything of this sort ever again. Trust. Yeah. I feel like a, this pretty Patel girl, what do you man call it? Like an uncle, uncle Tom or whatever, Uncle Sam. What do you call it? Uncle Sam. No, no, Uncle Tom. It's Uncle Tom. Uncle Sam, like a, like uncle a, Sam is America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would be like the the female equivalent, like um, Auntie Auntie Tina, I'm like an Auntie <laughs> Tina? <laughs> yeah, it, she just it just feels like she's just being Uncle Tom in it. Um, mm-hmm. it's like while while I you know the the, in the initially I was I kind of had a negative tone towards protests. I still believe in an individual's right to do it, and they're mm-hmm. like it's like they're making these rules so completely. Um, like stop any form of that which is yeah because people are going to be fucking scared to like exactly. organize anything just like in case you break any of these and again it's open to interpretation so you might think you're conducting the, the protest in the right way but then i don't know like a like a met officer might think of it differently and then mm-hmm. next thing you know you're in the back of a van going prison yeah. for 10 years yeah it's too it's too subjective right like and so what you said Hassan, about like almost like authoritative state like draconian law like comes into but it feels like i've it feels like i've been seeing that phrase like on social media so much recently for so many different reasons and this was like this was one of the first ones that i, I saw about when i kind of first heard about um like people saying oh yeah it looks like our right to free speech is going down the drain and this mm-hmm. and that um and obviously we t- you know you guys talked about the previous um you know you talked on the previous episode about the issues that went down with the you know the sarah everard um, demonstrations and stuff like that and so like it just feels like it's, it's reaching all new heights in terms of you know what will the future of protesting bring mm-hmm. like in this country and the thing is you know so I don't know if you, you lot saw like there were those the outlashes in Bristol mm-hmm. um, I, I was just going to get to that actually right right mm-hmm. so yeah I'll let you get onto that but obviously like that that side of it as well like they're just going to use that to, to hype to to build their own narrative, mm-hmm. like to to push this kind of stuff, and um, it's just going to mean that a lot of good causes or a lot of peaceful protests that you know get reported but nothing happens. It's almost like that that group punishment thing, you know, when you're like at school and you had that teacher that mm-hmm. she would like the the tactic would be I'm I'm going to punish the kid by punishing the whole class so that the whole class will get pissed off at that one guy and be like, oh, shut up, bro, stop messing about because <laughs> you're, you're causing us all to get, like, stay behind. It's like that kind of thing where... Hash yeah, getting so... get PTSD because he's definitely the kid that, <laughs> that caused it. Yeah, Joe, that, that just reminded me of a TikTok I saw the other day and it made me crease so much. You know when, like, the whole class is being loud, yeah? And the teacher can't... <laughs> And the teacher can't control it. So what he starts doing, he starts writing the names of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And the way this guy does the TikTok is like the, the voices start just lowering as he writes more names. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta write down quality. the loudest ones. Yeah, trust uh, me. Yeah. But for the for the for the listeners, what, what Timmy was talking about is that um Sunday, what was the date? Sunday 21st of March, there were some protests um in Bristol. Uh, as a result of this bill, uh, people gathered to oppose it, um, what's being called the Kill the Bill protests. And I think they were largely peaceful and then they were sort of hijacked by a minority group that turned it into quite violent proceedings. Um, as a result, some 20 police officers ended up being injured. One actually had a punctured lung, oh, which fuck. is a very serious injury. Yeah. 
and um obviously yeah i think that's terrible i don't think the aim of any protest is to be well i wouldn't i wouldn't i would hope that the aim of any protest is not to be hurting police officers but yeah it's what to timmy's point it's unfortunate that then that got hijacked into something so violent because it could easily be used as an argument for the government to push through this law with more urgency i think mm. the people that were doing this i think who knows what their intentions were but this is certainly a to hash's um i'm a consequentialist point this is the consequence of their actions i think they're even just today i was just looking uh, i was just watching the news and pretty patel came with vo- with more vim today as a result of those protests i think it's going to definitely help her to push this through i think it, it, invariably i think it's 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 sort of backfired i imagine like the people that went out there were trying to just to sort of like, okay, we need to sort of cause some sort of disturbance so that we're heard and they take it seriously as opposed to just like a peaceful stroll. Yeah. But I think it's it, it's take it's gonna backfire basically. And I'm I'm I mean I'm personally I'm someone that's been to a protest before and I thought it was a really good experience. It's a very peaceful one. But I think we still achieved quite a bit. I think it had a lot of attention and things like that, it brought awareness to the issues that were at hand. Um, and I think we, we, it was left in a place that the city would welcome more protests. Like there was barely any police presence that day. Like nothing got out of hand. People were very like respectful, but made a, made the sort of level of noise where you can't ignore it. Do you know what I mean? So I think there's, there's ways that, you know, protests can be peaceful and effective, but, um, some of the scenes that we saw last night, man, I don't know, yesterday. Um, and you, you you saw that as well with like a lot of the Black Lives Matter protests in, in America. I remember you'd see on Twitter how like some of them will get like hijacked by like Antifa. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're obviously, they, they're like uh, known for being a lot more violent than than like other like yeah. movements, I'd say. Um, so what you would have is like a lot of like the destruction of like, um, like businesses around the city were actually caused by them. Um, but yeah, man, it's sad. I mean, like we're gonna see, like it's it's not just gonna be like for um, social causes. I mean, if you think about like football as well, <laughs> like if if you're if the owner of a club is say if you're a Newcastle fan, Mike Ashley, fucking I, I know loads of them hate him. Like you'd want to have the right to like go outside St James's Park and make a bit of a ruckus and and say, oh, get him out, get him out. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. you can see how it will affect something like that. So it's it's gonna be scary times for for people in the UK. Yeah, imagine just the police officers just walking up to you like, the noise is a bit too high there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like, he's going to, you know, I, them things that record sound levels. They're just yeah. recording that. I'm like, you're two decibels over. <laughs> That's a 2K <laughs> fine for you. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, I know we're joking now, but God, I just, it gets a bit depressing thinking about where things are going. The, the direction the UK's sort of heading in totalitarianism state that we're going to get to i think these are seriously big words sir today way <laughs> way i read books too <laughs> uh, yeah i mean so it's actually fun well not funny but it's it's interesting that we've spoken about this topic and we've spoken about draconian measures and things like that because the thing that i'm bringing to the table this week is kind of on that similar vein um, but in a different, I guess, in a different way of life. So, you know, now that we're at this point in the 
in the pandemic and you know the uk especially is on the vaccination trail people starting to talk about um the summer and their summer plans and whatnot you know the question of travel has been on everyone's mind um and airline travel more specifically um and how that will be and you know what the situation will be like so something that seems to have been kind of it started off almost like a hidden rumor and then it sort of came more to the um, the forefront is this idea of like vaccine passports and you know what people what documentation people are going to need in order to travel in the summer um and so uh, a few a few days ago the uh i think it was the ceo of uh, of Qantas the airline was coming out saying that the the UK government should insist essentially on um on you know tough like vaccine restrictions for people to travel um and he said that even if they're not necessarily that you know um that strong on their on on the government's end that they as a company will probably enforce something quite strong as well um and this has been going around like this idea of sort of vaccination entry has been going around not just for airlines but people are starting to talk about it for um going to sports venues you know going to clubs and just other sort of large crowd um, engagements you know in the uk and abroad um in the future so i i guess to, to keep it on the topic of airlines first but obviously you know you can talk about the whole situation how do you are you guys like heavily for heavily against or in the middle in terms of like needing serious like vaccine documentation to do stuff once it starts to open up I think I'm like I'm I'm quite split because I can see the obvious the obvious benefits from like having something like that in place, like you kind of like prevent the risk of like COVID spreading to like when you're flying abroad or bringing something back um, from abroad, like you're kind of reducing that risk like quite drastically by by being vaccinated because um, I think even if you catch COVID while you got the vaccine, your body kind of fights off in a day or two and you don't have symptoms either, so it's not like you're like sneezing and 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 spreading it in that way but at the same time i think touching on what you were saying before like breaching on civil liberties i mean like at the end of the day the vaccine is a choice um it's it becomes a bit sticky when you want to force people to get it like because some people just might not want to have the vaccine um yeah I, when I you think start... you've got... yeah go on so yeah i was gonna say when you start saying like just to enjoy travel you have to have that taking the vaccine when it wasn't when someone's made the choice not to, it's a bit of a scary thought, I think. Wait, just a general question then. If you got the vaccine, yeah, obviously you, you're not going to get ill from COVID, but I swear like you can still have it on you, right? You can still have the like the germs on you. Can, why can't yeah. you spread that with the germs that you have regardless as, of if you're the vaccine? As in you, you, can, you can spread it, I think. But I think you, you can have COVID in your, in you your system. Yeah, you can even still have it. But I think because you're not, like, I guess in the sense of, like, you're not going around coughing and sneezing, you're not, there's less risk of you, like, spreading it. Of, of course, if, like, you say you lip someone, um, that's direct <laughs> spit to spit, tongue to tongue. <laughs> so you're probably likely to, like, spread to someone like that. But um, I think in general, they say that co- like having the vaccine, it does reduce transmission. It doesn't completely get rid of transmission, but it reduces it quite a bit. Yeah, and I think it's just the point of just less likely to fall ill. I think that's just the benefit of that, isn't it? So all the people yeah. that are doing all the traveling, all the whatever, they're unlikely to come back and then suddenly be ill in whatever country you're in. Yeah, you're less hospitalization risk. Mm. And so like you're not at fear of, you know, the main issue that we had in the past of, you know, health services getting overrun 
And that was that was basically the main reason for the lockdown in the first place, right? It was like, you know, mm-hmm. if if a virus is going around and you know it's not great, but you know it's affecting numbers here or there, they're staying at home. You probably don't have to do a full shutdown, but when you get to the point that your health services are getting to capacity, that's when it's like, well, you know, all hell can break loose. So the fact that that would be basically nullified is like, you know, makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I was, I was talking to someone at work about this today, um, and they were saying how so obviously like the E, uh, not the well, Europe is going through like its third wave. Like apparently in Croatia, they're having to like fly people out to like other countries to to go be like hospitalized there because they're they're like ICU, like. Oh, I just, I just completely over. packed up. Yeah. Oh, they getting holidays. Being on a ventilator in like, in like, I don't know, in, in Dubai. Like, in Dubai. <laughs> yeah. At least we get a good view from the hospital window. <laughs> you are done. Shit, man. I haven't, done. I haven't actually looked at the, I feel like I haven't looked at the news in a while. You didn't got the send news podcast. Why do you need to look at the news? But exactly. you get, that's you get mad. mad. But yeah, I, 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 third you, wave you, Europe, Europe are getting hit by yeah. a third wave. And I think they, they came out today or someone came out recently and said it's very likely that the UK will get hit by a third wave. But obviously, Impossible, like, bruv. 50% think, of adults have got the first dose. Yeah. Like. So I think that, but again, like, as we said, you can still catch COVID. So I think, so I think like, yeah, we could have like more COVID spreading. But at the end of the day, we're not going to be hit with that same problem that they are of having like people hospitalized because people are vac- uh, vaccinated. So the va- yeah. the vaccine is, I think for all of the uh, different vaccines available at the moment, they're about a hundred percent effective at preventing you from being hospitalized or severely ill. And then obviously you have the different efficacy rates, which say how, like how likely you are to catch COVID. So something like Pfizer, 95%, 95%, 95% efficacy means that you have a 5% risk of catching COVID. But you're still completely mitigated from like developing any like severe symptoms. Mm. So, so yeah, I, I don't think, I think we could get a, a third wave, but I mean, like, I don't think it will really affect us in any way. Yeah, I think it's also like a bit of a risk management thing as well. Like, you know, the UK can't just be like, oh yeah, like, you know, Europe's happening and but you know we're all cool over on this side because if something does happen then the argument will come out that you know they didn't prepare for the worst or they didn't prepare for the reality and the reality is is that like you know the the wave might not hit us the same way but it will hit in some form just naturally like people spilling over the borders a little bit it's just the nature of a virus so I think by preparing people for that I don't know how I don't know how far they're going to take it in terms of measures but preparing people for the possibility of it um even if it's a smaller wave and like that's what we saw if you see if you look at the data for the um the spanish flu of 1918 you see that like there was there were three waves i believe um and the second wave was the most significant but it did come back for a third and it was like compared to the second it was like pretty minuscule but it was still classified as a wave so Maybe that's something that they're, I mean, obviously not that there is a hundred years old different situation, but that's the kind of thing that maybe they're thinking about is that we'll tell people it's a wave, you know, just for them to continue to stay diligent, but we're not expecting to be anything like the levels mm. that we saw in, in late December and early Jan. Yeah, I think the difference between it being a hundred years ago is that there's a lot less people in the world. We've got like how many more billion people that these oh, waves are going to go The Spanish through. flu killed yeah. a lot more people though. It was more deadly. Yeah, but I'm guessing that's because healthcare. Yeah, no, I think it was. I think it was. Yeah. But that's yeah, because yeah. generally it was just after the World War, so there's a yeah. lot of issues that were had been dragged on from that. And secondly, healthcare just wasn't as good, right? 
yeah, definitely. Um, so oh, yeah, on, the, on a, qu- a question on the, so how do we think like the vaccine passports or whatever will play out? Like we all know that the the fraud boys are active. <laughs> we all know they're very active. If this all, was, if this do all was you BBM need is a. Sorry, bruv. Sorry, Hassan. Do all you need bruv. now is... <laughs> Sorry, bruv. Sorry, bruv. I'm not your bruv. I mean, you get in there, mate. Bruv, mate. <laughs> I'm not a chiller. Um, sometimes I'm too corporate. Sometimes I'm too... you got to find your... your right level, Bro, like, what, what, what do you want from me, man? Um, <laughs> Trapped yeah. between the two. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Um, what is the fucking... What is this um, this passport? Is it just a, a card to say that you've got the vaccine? Is it, Hassan, yeah, your the... picture of your thing behind okay. your belt? <laughs> Imagine if it was just a little card you just write out. <laughs> Vaccinated. <laughs> but I, I, imagine I don't know it, what it's I imagine be. it'll be like, no, nah, it'll probably be some like, um, like online. So it'll be like an app the way you have to like log in with your details. And oh, right. Like, so now you've got to get certified. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And if, you got the, if you ain't got iOS <laughs> 9 or higher, you can't fly. <laughs> That's a that's a good point. That's what people are talking about. Is that it could almost create this sort of like pseudo apartheid where you know you get not you almost get quote unquote discriminated against for not being vaccinated, like not being able to do certain things. And I think um so I think Israel, who's obviously very far ahead in the vaccination, they've almost had a similar thing where they're very strict on what you can and can't do if you don't have the vaccine, to the point where it's like. At a certain point in time, even if you're an anti-vaxxer, you almost have to sit there and say to yourself, like, if I can't enter this shop, if I can't go to this venue, if I can't do this without without this um, vaccine card, like, you're just going to get pushed to do it at a certain point because you want to live your life. And I think people are afraid that that same situation might leak into the UK or parts of Europe if they do, if they, you know, enforce it with similar vim. Tabby's going to be sitting there like, damn, I can't go cargo yet. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no chance. Nah, no chance. No chance. But it it was, um, it would, oh, I think I was reading somewhere, I can't remember what article was, but it was saying like, they for, for this to go through, they'd have to prove like some sort of system that's so like defensible against like fraud and all these things. Because otherwise it's pointless. Like why Bro, would I mean, you create it and then someone can just make, if it's an app, like just hack the app and then... Cool. Everyone's got a thing. I just got well, the plug. Pe- Everyone's got a passport. People Let's fly out. They'll finesse everything. Like you saw the like the elderly woman that got scammed into doing like a COVID jab. Or is it, it might have been an elderly elderly gentleman? Just like mm-hmm. an old person who paid like someone 120 pounds and got like a random injection. Like <laughs> God knows what that was. Like hopefully it was nothing harmful. That's peak. Yeah, there was like it was like when when they started talking when the vaccine first dropped in the UK, that was like the first big story was like someone got scammed, like old person got scammed into like taking a vaccine. Why did they have to inject with anything? Why can't they just take the hundred twenty pounds? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was like it was just water in it, like cost minimization. Trust you wouldn't you wouldn't actually harm the (laughs) guy. Like if you're taking hundred twenty pounds off it, trust. If you're trying to make a proper business, it's like. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't want someone to like crop up and and have something bad to them. Cause, I don't yeah. think it was a proper business. I think it was literally just like, yo, do you want a as vaccine? In, like, <laughs> like, oh, it wasn't like it wasn't like a proper scam. It, was it wasn't a proper scam, like, but like I think they oh. like they like probably put a letter through their door saying, "Hello, mm-hmm. you've been invited to take a vaccine. Contact this number," and they arranged something right. and made them pay. I wonder um, what the arrangement was. Is like come to this like one, just one alleyway garage, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They just buy like a, a doctor's uniform from a fancy dress shop <laughs> and just write NHS on the back. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but yeah, that is, right. so that, I mean, that's like it's such a good point because I, I'm sure people will find a way to <clears throat> like make yeah, a, a fraudulent got... vaccine pass passport. Yeah, man. I was just gonna say it's already tough when when you go through the border and you ain't got your papers, man. You're stressed. <laughs> ain't got my passports. <laughs> Visa visas. It might be. It might have run out. But now I got to worry about vaccine passport. <laughs> <laughs> But Hassan, you, we're we're planning to go to Mexico, innit? In a yeah. couple months. Yeah, in June. And we need our vaccine for that, right? I don't think you need one, but it's it's better that you have one. Well, well, wait, it's not actually compulsory. The government is advised against booking holidays abroad. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like by, by that time, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it should be gone. I mean, like um, now, but even now, obviously, the holidays are forward-looking. Like in the future, they said. I think they said to hold off on it for now. Yeah, but they're such pessimists, man. I'm, I'm tired. Tired of all this negativity. <laughs> Give me something to look forward to this summer, man. I haven't managed to buy a single damn festival ticket, so let me just enjoy my hope on going Mexico. <laughs> Trust for those. Obviously, obviously, they won't know, but um, everyone here, I think, except for Harsha, maybe, but everyone here in this um in this podcast try to get tickets for uh what was it boiler room boiler recently room. and um tavi was obviously the closest to the closest to boot but it didn't come through for us and so it was a very it was a very annoying friday morning so actually this is an open call if you know anyone that's reselling at nice prices <laughs> you know send these podcasts is trying to make an appearance jumping at the end also why was i involved what's going on here bro it was on the group chat anyway into the next topic <laughs> <laughs> But what I'm saying is I got a solution to the fraud for the um, vaccine passports. Just make every single one an NFT. And then like, <laughs> you know, everyone gets their like digital one. For those that don't know, that's like, it's a crypto thing, isn't it? So, <laughs> it's a very, some... very nice joke. Yeah, and nice. all the girls just turned off listening. <laughs> <laughs> We've just lost 95% of our listeners in the last, in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> as soon as you bring up the C word, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it will be it'll be an interesting one for sure to see how it, it plays out um you know i mean all of us here are, are kind of pro-vaccine well not kind of pro-vaccine two of us two of the four have got the vaccine and i'm sure the other two um will get sorted soon enough so whatever happens it's, it's we're not speaking from the perspective of you know fearing that we all suffer the consequences but it's still something that you know we talk about rising inequality for a lot of different themes. And so um, it's a risky one if, you know, more almost like authoritarian measures get in another way, get brought in um, like this year. It just seems like that could be a very big theme for the year. But you know what? Like if they bring it in for sport events, like I don't actually mind. I just need like <laughs> more reasons not to go watch Arsenal play at the moment. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, so guys, moving on from vaccines. And uh, on to another virus. What do you lot think of the royal family? Boris. You didn't see me get dragged out of my house. Unmarked car outside my house in the next five days. The people that were going to pick up Harsham for the Illuminati thing, they they got another call. Divert. You have a new target. Our royal family is under attack and they just started heading towards Hassan. But wait, it would be great to have... James on for his Caucasian perspective on this. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Trust. But wait, are they in the news again recently? Uh, well, small, they, small. They've been in and out. They've been in and out. Um, but like, I just want to kind of gauge like your guys' like general feelings on like the the royal family. Um, free Megan, isn't it? Hashtag free Megan. Free Megan, exactly. Free Megan. Yeah, I was going to say not too 
fond of them, not too, not too like anti-royal family. Just like, I think they're just there in it. I think they're just there. They do, mm. I think they bring a lot of like, people do overlook the sort of good they have and the, the clout they have all over the world. And that brings, I think, a lot of good things to the UK, but. And the only clout they have in the world is our like aunties and grandparents who for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> loved the, have you noticed this? Like, in my all my the, like, grandma like loved. All the Commonwealth, like older them. generation. Mm. Love the royal family. It's because like, they because they, uh, like, <laughs> they, they grew up in that in that in that era of like when the Commonwealth was like such heavily like promoted in such like a a positive light where, in a way, they kind of got like brainwashed into thinking like oh yeah these guys are like the the saviors whatever. But um, are we are we yeah. all from Commonwealth countries here? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I, born. I, I was born in the hospital called Queen Elizabeth. The second, but in South Africa, yeah, 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 Mad. yeah. But I think like like being from like a Commonwealth country and kind of seeing, like when I went back to India a couple of years ago, um, and and kind of seeing the the effects of when India was kind of un, under British rule, um, it kind of really leaves like a really bad taste in your mouth. And you hear like the stories as well. I mean, Hash is from um, his family's from Pakistan, um, like the the partition. The way that the, the kind of British exited our our homeland and kind of tore it apart, um, it it does kind of leave like a really bitter taste in your mouth. Um, which and do you still hold that against the royal that's family? Not, that's the not against the that's not against the royal family though, bro. That's that's just the British in general. That's the British when government. Look, when when they're on TV, you're just kissing your teeth, that. <laughs> well, the the queen <laughs> the queen has the kohinoor in her in her crown, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's the largest diamond that was ever found in India. Well, you know, and that's, that's a what, stolen gem. And, well, and they did. Say, they did steal a lot as well. Like, they would go look, go to the Tower of London, which I've been to. Go look at all the jewels they have in there. They're all jewels that have been taken from various parts of the Commonwealth countries. Bruv, saying that, I think the yeah. most expensive jewel in her crown is from South Africa. I think. Oh, really, I wouldn't be surprised, man. So even like, even where Lesotho, so the small country inside South Africa, that that's got loads of diamonds in its mountains because it's so mountainous and I think they've all been extracted and and used for the western world to do whatever I'm looking up the crown jewels though because I, <laughs> I actually did not know that I, I'm, I'm, I'm um, searching it as well but yeah so um, that's mild so I like for, for me personally like I've... oh wait sorry four billion they're worth yeah wow. <laughs> do you know and do you know how much like land the queen owns the queen owns like like a Isn't ridiculous the... amount. I think she's the biggest land landlord in the in the UK. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think she's the biggest one, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Which I mean is um I don't think that's very efficient from like a economics but, perspective. Yeah, but to be like back in I'm just thinking like if it was like back in the sixteen hundreds or even as close as like the eighteen hundreds where like the queen is like has much more power, like much more authority, or the king, like whoever's the rule like in charge it the ruler at, the, at that time. Can you imagine that sort of world? Like, we wouldn't even be able to be like, oh, I hate the queen. Like, oh, I hate the king. Probably get beheaded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing now, right? Is this like, the reason why, the reason why the monarchy has survived is because they've just accepted that role as almost like figureheads mm -hmm. and, you know, largely sent like tourist attractions, which is why 
you know, you look at like the, the French and their monarchy that obviously, you know, got, um, got revolted against and, mm-hmm. you know, got disbanded. And, you know, you think about like Spain, which I think still has its monarchy, but again, it's yeah. sort of mm-hmm. accepted a similar role of like, you know, the government and the, the government and the members of parliament are the ones calling the shots now. Mm-hmm. But you can continue to kind of sit on your lofty perch as part of this new world order. Otherwise, like it's Ofsky. And yeah. obviously the ones that didn't, like they they not around no more. Yeah. <laughs> the ones it, that did is still they didn't get it right. They got left. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it mad yeah. though? Like I feel like uh, the British royalty is so much more like famous and like well regarded mm. than any other royalty in the world. When you think when you when you hear about royal the royal family, you only think about the the British royal family. Yeah, I think yeah, it's because it's like of how much. Of, yeah, and I guess also when you think about empires, like the British Empire had control of the most sort of, I guess not westernized, but I say like very influential countries. If you think about yeah. it, yeah, like obviously yeah. like America, and what the birth of America came from its revolution from, you know, the UK. Obviously, spoke about India, you know, like major yeah. African countries, um, and so on and so forth. So. Yeah. I think like when you think about like that compared to say the French Empire, which was large, but the countries that it had, you know, you think about like the Senegal's and the Mali's, Congo's. Uh, well, Congo mm-hmm. was was Belgium. Belgium. Oh Belgium. crap! Oh my yeah, god! Congo that was, was the that was a like horrible genocide. Of, yeah. um, was it King Leopold? Yeah, King yeah. at the time, yeah. actually, like just heartbreaking to like mm-hmm. hear about those stories. Uh, but I bring up the royal family just because, um, and your opinions on them to get another question about. The royal family what did you guys think of the oprah interview um were you kind of shocked by the re- revelations that came forth or are these kind of things you suspected i think it's been a couple it's been a couple of weeks now since then and i've established my point of view on them on that whole situation mm. and that is like <laughs> i have no doubt that the royal family have racist members and like she would have been badly treated and she may have had these mental health issues, which, you know, you can't disregard. Um, however, I don't rate the way she went about doing it. Like, I feel like there was underlying motivations that, sh- that sh- they were after, that they have an agenda that they're trying to execute on. And that's why they, they aired their laundry to like Oprah to put it in the US and make the whole world like hear them out um, because they're, it's it's not simply just a, like an innocent like woman. Well, what yeah, would you in my... um, I was going to say, Hash, what would you, what would have been a more appropriate way for them to, to kind of come up with that? Come on, good morning, Britain. What, what, <laughs> good morning, Britain. Good morning, You have to fight Piers Morgan. Chat to Piers first. They should have come they on have the done news it. podcast. I <laughs> 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 done the show today. What would a catchphrase have been? <laughs> they should have had Hash asking the depressing questions that everyone wants to know no but i was gonna say though um i weren't even surprised man because the way i move around old people like i almost sort of expected like some degree of racismo so for me it wasn't news it wasn't anything that i wouldn't expect if anything i think it was light (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was light. I thought I thought it was this is nothing. We this is this is light work. This is a good Saturday for some people. <laughs> 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 
we been new. But yeah. like, nah, for me, it was like, I think what was a bigger takeaway was like how I open it was like the, cause you know, we always talk, I mean, we talked about a lot during BLM as well um, and other movements in the US, like that sort of like weird, like nationalism that gets marked as patriotism in America where they're like, oh, yeehaw, love my country, red, white and blue, the, the flag this, the flag that. And it's like, yeah, it's like, it's not patriotism to think that it's a, been going against your country to ever call out your country for its faults kind of thing. Mm. And you know, like that supreme love of the flag. And I feel like the monarchy and especially like this interview exposed that that's our version of that, where it's like people were out, people were talking as if like, you know, at the end of the day, like the queen, um, you know, Prince Philip, like all the, all the royal monarchies, like they eat shit and they're going to die just like any human. So the idea they could never be above they the eat children, you know. Huh? They eat children. What? what? That's how, that's how <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm joking. That's a conspiracy theory. Is that they allegedly, eat one young child <laughs> and that's how they, that's how they stay alive. <laughs> so, <laughs> Prince Philip looks like he, <laughs> Prince Philip actually looks like he eats children. <laughs> he's he's, he's, he's surviving off their souls. <laughs> he's surviving off something, isn't it? Like, <laughs> have you seen those memes? Make... They're so fucking funny. Oh, no. Like he's one like sneeze away from like dying and shit. Like, it's too funny, bro. Well, Oh, but yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's our version of that where it's like people would, were just talking as if like the monarchy is like completely above reproach like they can never do anything wrong and it's like you're against your country to say anything against them or to say they could be doing something against them which is just like yeah like it's just yeah. it's just so silly to me like that, that, that people think us are wired to think yeah that. they're really taking that for queen and country um mm. saying to heart in it yeah and it's not it's not saying it's silly it's not silly to like the monarchy like if, Honestly, like you like the monarchy, like the monarchy have like different foundations. If you've been helped by them, like real talk, if you have like genuine reasons, then like fair enough. But to act as if like you could never speak out against they were the institution, like, like Megan was cussing out their mum. That's literally, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Like, how dare you say that? But um, it so was. So, sorry, just say, don't you think it was so dramatized though? Like, and it just felt like so. Oh my god, I was watching like, it and I was Oprah like, Oprah doing her silence or silenced, <laughs> yeah. And oh, then, like, yeah. and then her talking about her being like one mermaid or something, marrying a prince or something. Like, oh, I can't remember what I was she was saying. It. When what I was she watching saying? it, I couldn't believe how much Mecca Megan was talking. Like, oh, like, I'm not saying like Mecca. what she was saying was not, <laughs> no, no, no. I went, I'm not saying like what she was saying is not true. Like, I completely believe her, but I was the way like. It was like so eloquently spoken. Well, it was yeah, it it looked like it was rehearsed like a million times. Yeah. Like well, she's she'd actually, added, she looked up the thesaurus for certain words. She's like, an make sure that they were, Yeah, exactly. So it felt like it was just. It felt like it was a script. And at also, times. she's been like, um, she's done royal duty, so she's used to mm. talking to people in yeah. a certain manner, and she does like talks about like her charitable work and all like the the like social causes she she like runs like she'll do like a lot of that like yeah. big talks to people so I but think, even yeah i think yeah even, i think it can come across as like like what is this shit scripted or something but I yeah think, even i think it's natural for her to like speak like that even if yeah exactly i'm not even saying like it's unnatural even if she did it to me i just feel like i'm not having a proper conversation i just feel like this yeah it's just like i hate that's kind of like in, in, in disingenuous sort of conversation it feels like yeah. you're just reading off a script you're not really even like that's what yeah, happens with me. when you have a when you have a tip top legal team in it. She got mm. um, 
Mike Ross and Marcus Spector. Lewis Lee was re- reading the book. <laughs> um, that was yes. a good joke to me. That was Thank fucking you. good, mate. <laughs> All right, do you want to big him up even more? That was fucking good, mate. Thank you, bruv. Thank you, bruv. <laughs> uh, so, like, to take a bit of a, a sadder turn, um, the reason I bring up this, uh, the topic of the, the interview and the royal family, is the well-known French satirical magazine, Charlie Hebdo, who, can I just say, for the record, are a bunch of pussios, like, capital P, because they always try to push the mark, but they don't understand what pushing the mark is because they always go way too far, and you've seen in the past. Um, and they've done it again, actually. So on the front cover of uh, one of their latest magazines, they've got a, a picture of the queen looking in like quite an evil manner. And she's got her, neck, uh, she's got her knee on uh, Meghan's neck. And the, head, and the headline was like, why Meghan quit Buckingham Palace or Buckingham? And then there's like a little speech bubble coming out of Megan's mouth saying, because I can't breathe, because I couldn't breathe anymore. So obviously the scene that they've portrayed on the front cover of their magazine is exactly what happened to George Floyd and that horrible killing um, when he was killed by that police officer um, by resting his knee on on their neck. Um, And it just seems that Charlie Hebdo tried to come out with this provocative cartoon um, as a response to the interview with Oprah Winfrey. Um, but again, like, it, it, what the point I wanted to touch on now is um, people always argue for the case of free speech. Like, I think all of us as a fool would probably say free speech is important. People should be allowed to speak their, what, what they think. And we've discussed this before, especially when we were talking about the Sir Everard case last week. Like, being able to voice your opinion is, is very important. But then where do we draw the line? I mean, something like this, which is so inflammatory, so racist. Um, like, I, I can't really see how people can support, like, uh, a magazine cover like this and try put it under the guise of free speech. So I just kind of wanted to open that up to you and, like, kind of get some of your thoughts on that. There's definitely a line. And, you know, this is the argument. This is, you know, the argument that was coming out when, you know, Trump got banned from um, from Twitter. And people were saying, you know, free speech and, um, you know, First Amendment and all that rare tear But ultimately, when you are inciting certain actions or promoting certain messages, like at a certain point, there's a level where like this, this free speech, the free speech that you're causing is doing so much harm that the idea of it just being free speech is no longer you know, is no longer just a justifiable reason to allow it to just continue. You know what I mean? Like, if you are, I'm not, now, I do kind of believe that people should be allowed to push, in a weird way, I feel like people should be allowed to push the line across the line so that you know where the line is. But ultimately, if it's something that continues to happen and it's inciting negativity from that and dangerous actions from people who take it as gospel, and like gets wired into their subconscious that's a real dangerous precedent and that's one of the dangers of the media in general so people will try and flag that as free speech flag that as opinions and that's all well and good but at a certain point in time there's there are just certain things that i think shouldn't be done and should be allowed to just be easily permissible without reproach yeah i agree i think with something 
so emotionally charged that in this case the BLM stuff like if, if you know it was a very emotional year last year for a lot of people around the world but obviously for the black communities um for their own reasons on top of the COVID pandemic so it's such an emotional topic to slap that on the whatever whatever webs whatever page this is Charlie Hebdo and then try and use that for whatever agenda you're pushing now and then say but in a satirical way I don't think that's right for me personally even back when um the Charlie Hebdo when they posted the I think it was something to do with um Exactly. Profit, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, even back then, I was like, "That is way too far. That's way too far." Like, we obviously know the repercussions that happened after that. It was that um, there was a terrorist attack at the Charlie Hebdo offices. Or in no way condoning that, but I was just saying, even the article when I heard what they'd done, I just felt like that was a bit distasteful. I don't, I don't know how you can even justify that because it's quite clearly in sort of. Obviously, I'm not Muslim, but I, I'm very aware it's in scripture not to make it's any drawings anything of that sort yeah so you're you so you then going out to offend act like you've actually you've actively made a decision to go and offend billions of people i don't know how you can expect sort of like no repercussions in any way so i don't know i think very distasteful from me yeah. personally I just want to similar in, in tune with some of the stuff they've done before as well so again yeah. probably, i'm not even surprised if anything yeah, I just want to like really reiterate what Tabby's saying. Like, I think, look, of course we we we've all grown up, born and brought up in the West. Like, we have these Western ideals of like civil liberties and be able to like have freedom of speech and freedom of expression. But as you man know, there's there's a line where you are clearly offending people and you're inciting, you're 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 inciting a reaction. Now, like Charlie, Charlie Hebdo know that when they're doing this, they're inciting a reaction. And it's like it's like part of a script that when 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 they get that, when they get the reaction, people complain like they didn't expect a reaction. Are we forgetting that they're like, this is this is like a world full of nutcases and people who can't control themselves? Like with with the shot with the Charlie Hebdo thing, or with the um the Prophet Muhammad de- depiction, it was like you're inciting. A, like you're inciting hatred from a billion people of which there will be some loonies who will react in a way that made in, in will react in a way that is is going to cause you know serious mm. serious um behave like serious problems mm-hmm. um now i'm not saying i can like as literally what you said to tabby i'm not con- in any way condoning like what the terrorist attacks but i can understand that like there will be nutcases who don't know who react in a completely wrong way because they've been absolutely offended and charlie hebdo like yeah these guys i'm all for a joke but there is there's there's i don't know how we we identified the line but there is a line and they seem to like (laughs) know how to cross it every time yeah Yeah. i'm i'm the same way like i i always think there's with jokes like i always feel like not that there's nothing is off limits but like with jokes you can kind of push the line on quite quite a few topics in society and like comedy does kind of provide people like a good stress relief on some serious issues that might kind of give them a break from like constantly thinking of something in 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 such a negative manner but 
yeah when you have something like this which is just so obviously like over the top and pushing the line i mean they've they've had i think they i think when serena williams i think when she like smashed her racket or something or or she got like pissed off they did like a another like cartoon of her like depicting her in like a in in the same manner where you'd see in like those racist cartoons from like the oh, 1930s yeah, yeah. the caricatures yeah like the caricatures that you would have of like of of black people and black women um and again like there it's like that's not that's not funny like i i it's hard it's hard for me to to kind of imagine being one of the editors in the charlie hebdo office yeah and approving of these images and then saying all right cool let's go let's go print these can I can I can I ask the can I can I ask the um wait do you have a quick point Tabby? Uh, it's no you go you go because mine's not too quick. Go ahead. Well, my my point is that like I don't actually know how where how you draw this line though because like a lot of these comedians who who I love and will laugh at they do say some pretty like insensitive pretty wild things and and because they're on a stage at the Apollo like I'll laugh at it. But I don't no, know if you'll ever. I don't know. I don't think it, it'll breach it on this. And into yeah. like how how inflammatory this is. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think um, I don't know what you could. Nah, I think it's very clear. I think there's a sense. There's almost like a sense, like a subconscious sort of sense check that you do. Like you're, you know, art. It's a bit of a touchy one, but it's not that deep. Do you know what I mean? But then you do know, like this is deep. Okay, this is like deep, and there's actually very little comedic value in this at all. It's just purely to offend people. I think the other I thing is like think, I don't think I don't the, the, I've just looked up this picture I don't think it's funny in any way whatsoever I think the other thing is like comedians usually take the piss out of like their own identities yeah. so like yeah. black the black comedians always take the piss out of like black culture and their yeah yeah that stuff and the Indian comedians always talk about the 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 funny things within the Indian culture and stuff but Charlie Hebdo take the piss out of everyone <laughs> that's not mm. them yeah but I was gonna I was just gonna say Still related, but I think France is tapped as a country, isn't it? Oh, they, <laughs> yeah, they're pretty racist. Bro, yeah. They've literally they're gonna so, ban halal chicken. Yeah, no, you know I mean? yeah you're from, lying yeah. from June 2021, isn't it, Tabby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, what you allowed this, but someone can't just sort of cut, um, they, sort their meat whatever way they want to, but they can go on and offend people like this is absolutely crazy. They ban, what, what about kosher chicken? Or? What about kosher chicken? Do you nah, know, that that I'm not sure. Fine. It'd probably be worth comparing that, you know, because because if that is the case, then that is fully I mean, just Islamophobic. We we have seen that France has had some like very Islamophobic um, measures put out. I mean, they banned. I don't know if they've banned the full the, like, headscarf. Book, the niqab, whatever, or they actually just banned the headscarf, which will show still shows the face. On that, I remember when I was in school and we said this to my French teacher, her rebuttal was actually they've banned all over symbolism or like a show of your religion so even like wearing a cross outside you know wearing a cross around your neck outside of your shirt the difference obviously being someone can just wear the cross inside their shirt whereas a muslim woman has no other alternative if she wants to cover her hair for her religious purposes um but yeah there there was that slight point there but if this if this halal case is like halal is not allowed but kosher is allowed then that is straight (laughs) just discriminate (laughs) discriminating against one yeah, I think they said something around it's it's to do with um, stunning. So it's apparently inhumane or something to stun the animal. Or yeah, well, I thought that's how like that's how things are like 
animals are killed normally. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they. Well, then how are they slaughtered normally? Are they like put to sleep? I'm, I'm pretty sure they used to stun them. <laughs> sleep <laughs> lullabies. I'm, I'm pretty sure the way, the way that animals are, are like the non-halal ways, it was they were stunned and then they were killed. And people used to be like, "Yeah, that's that's so much more humane than than the way they are killed." Of like, in in not how I, sense. That's not how I do it. In not me, like where I'm in Africa, I don't think they do it like that. They might do it somewhere else. Stun grenades, what? Just throw a stun grenade in Stun grenades. <laughs> stun grenades. <laughs> it was just a, get a bunch of... <laughs> You've got a bunch of 16-year-olds with like um, <laughs> with like experience from playing COD. <laughs> yeah, stun... Give a I... flashbang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still stun. You know it's got six seconds and it is back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think um, yeah, I think it's Freedom of speech is always a very like interesting topic to talk about because, as Hash said, like, where do you draw the line? Like, who gets to decide what you can and what you can't talk about, and who um, can say it as well, and who can mm-hmm. say it as well exactly? Um, yeah. But I, I always feel like sometimes there is kind of like a universal understanding of like what you can and what you can't kind of push the line on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in in this case, they've definitely pushed it to a place where they shouldn't have. Um, but again, I'm not surprised. Like Charlie Hebdo, like notorious for doing this kind of thing and i think they will just continue doing it because they'll, they'll kind of do it in hiding behind the blanket of we're doing this in terms of free speech we should be able to put out what we like and say what we like um so it'll be interesting to see like the follow-on reactions from this and then what charlie hebdo do like going forward where they'll just like continue to um spat out some of this garbage but yeah anyway guys thank you again for tuning in to the send news podcast as always make sure you go check us out on our socials on instagram that's at the send news podcast and on twitter that's at the send news pod you'll be notified each time we upload and that should be every wednesday and you'll also be able to catch some bonus content on there too and to close off the show again we'll head over to tabby Thank and to close off the show again, we'll head over to Tavi. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you didn't hear me. <laughs> oh, what? You, no, you're no. deep in thought. I thought you were pausing for suspense. No, no, no. I think my connection just went, it bugged out a bit at the end there. I have to cut it in um, in post. But um, yeah, thank you, Hassan. I'd just like to reflect on that last discussion there and say, wow, um, I appreciate this free speech. You co- People need to remember that you can't just simply say what's on your mind because these hands don't discriminate. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well played. Well played.